Guys, listen, if you're here, you must be a fan of the Sly Guy podcast. So what do I want to ask from you in order to give you something that you might like? Sounds a wee bit creepy, doesn't it? What I want is for you to go to www.patreon.com forward slash Sly Guy podcast. Or if you don't want to actually go old school in the web browser, you can just follow the description of this video. And the link is there where you can subscribe to all the bonus content associated with me, Dave Elliott and also this podcast. We have a guest episode every Friday. We have early access to this podcast on a Wednesday. We get the Extra Sly Guy podcast on a Monday. You get Dog Walks with Davey. As well as that, you get behind-the-scenes vlogs that document some of the big shows, some things that we're doing within the comedy scene, gigs, big shows, podcasts, just day-to-day life. It's a lot of fun, and it's over on Patreon. And the thing about Patreon, too, it's evolving at all times. There's always new things happening different projects putting over there we we series of podcasts as well like serial killing it or the champions league of weird it's all over there there's a big back catalog of podcasts hundreds over there if you get bored of the real podcast or you think to yourself oh i need more i can't wait i need my fix it's over at patreon.com forward slash sly guy podcast don't miss out jump on today as always, the Sly Guy podcast is brought to you in association with Modest Beer. That's M-O-D-E-S-T-B-E-E-R. I can only do that because I'm showing off my spelling skills because I've got young kids and I have to swear via spelling. And I just thought I would show off. But Modest Beer are not about showing off. They're just about basically, essentially, and at its core, foundationally, great beers. If you want to know what great beers I have, head to their website, www.modestbeer.co. UK to find out more you can get access to their merch which is stylish slick simple modest you can find out all the beers that they have where they're stocked and how you can get them and as well as that you can subscribe to their brews letter where you can get all the modest news that you want directly into your email bish bash bosh very nice also modest have a little event that they're doing again by this stage probably sold out if not i'll put the link in the bio as well and you can go to their wee bash event at ned's bar in hollywood on the 3rd of december and that's from two o'clock in the afternoon to half six where you can go and you can taste their beers you can see who chris is the man behind modest you can see what modest is all about you can try their beers included in your 10 pound ticket you get three beers that's value beyond compare and hey if you want to meet this guy I'm going to be there too. So, I mean, what's not the what's not the love? What I would say though, if you're just coming to see me in like a, like a stalkery way, weird. There will be security. I have my personal security with me at all times. There, other side of the camera, they'll be in Ned's bar, watching because the King of North Down has to have eyes on him. But come along, have a beer, have a great time, and enjoy some modest. I'm the slack guy. Guys, welcome once again to the Slag Guy Podcast with me, your host with the most. Dave Elliott, how are we doing today? Hope we're all feeling good. I am, I hate to use the phrase buzzing because it sounds a wee bit like, you know, to me, somebody that's buzzing is on drugs. You know, that's normally it's like, I'm buzzing. I'm not on any drugs. The only drug I have right now in my body, apart from caffeine, is life. You know, life is filling my veins and my body and my blood and I'm feeling good. I'm coming at you the week after I had a real hectic week, and a real busy week. I did my show, um, my hometown, sorry, my home city show um, in Bangor by the sea at the courthouse, and it was lovely. It was one of the um, 
one of the most fun gigs I've done in a long time. It was the Bits and Pieces show, so it was the, the like the tail end of that, the filming of it, the special recording, so to speak. So if you're on Patreon, you get to see that. If you're not, tough shit, really. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing I can come and say. Listen, if you're not on Patreon, don't worry. Get on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash iPodcast. See the special. It should be there by Christmas. And, I mean, what a treat it's going to be. And that's what I'm doing this week. You know, I'm just recording lots of podcasts. I have lots of guests coming in. I'm having lots of fun. And I'm just putting it all on Patreon. And my, my grand plan is to record so many guest episodes that, you know, I, I can have a couple of weeks of holiday over, over December and enjoy it with my family. You know, my two little girls who... um. Are nightmares, but in a good way. You know, of a, of one's going to be five in a couple of weeks, which is I hate to sound like my old dad. Where the fuck does the time go? Obviously, for my dad, it went a lot slower because he was in McGabry for unspecified crimes. But for me, you know, time's flown, and I just want to take a step back and spend some time with the kids because I'm a Zen guy. I know people have listened to this podcast, you know, in their in your thousands, and I know and I respect and I love it, and I know people love it when I'm wired to the moon. I know people love it when I'm fucking angry, when I'm raging, when I'm giving off about things. But today you're getting Zen Davy. You know what I mean? Zen Davy is the new version of me. Zen Davy has mocked wellness for a long time. Zen Davy's come for sea swimmers. Zen Davy will never not come for sea swimmers. Zen Davy comes for mindfulness. Certainly things. Now, there are elements of mindfulness and there are elements of self-care that I go, hmm, bit rare there are elements that go that's good now as you know there was a period of time there i was not in a good place you know and i'm not talking about the time that i worked for in lisburn for a period of time the most hack joke in the world uh, go to any gig over here you'll hear someone submit just you say something like that well i mean i was in a bad place i don't mean learn you know naff i apologize for that sorry but now i've adopted a new outlook in life I'm, a I'm building my physique in the winter and I'm just feeling good. And now if you just want to switch off now and go, oh no, this is not, I don't want Davy to be, I want Davy to be on the brink of A, a heart attack or B, killing himself. That's the Davy I want. Not anymore, guys, then Davy. So I'm organising, I'm doing the podcast, I'm putting them on Patreon, I'm going to have a couple of weeks off with my family. And again, this is what I think life is when you're a parent. You think about it, you know, you think in your head, you're like, I need to stop working as much. I need to spend more time with my kids. You know, I need to spend more time with my children. And in your head, you're like, it's going to be amazing. You know, we're going to do all these nice, we're going to go to like a, a Santa trail. We're just going to sit in the house. We're going to watch Christmas movies. We're going to do Christmas shopping together. We're going to, you know, just do, fe we're going to eat chipolatas. We're going to do Christmas activities. We're going to gargle schlur. We're going to have a great time. And you look forward to it and you're like all packing up your work for the for Christmas and you're putting it all away, you're closing your laptops, you're like, I'm going home for Christmas. And then as soon as you're in the door, you realise your kids are pricks. You know, and you're like, oh no, I wish I was back at work. All this like fantasising about a perfect like festive time your kids and within three minutes you're like, oh fuck, I need to go back to work. They are a nightmare. So I'm hoping that'll not be the case. My wee one, who's two, Cycle like she, there's something not right about that wee kid, you know. There's something not right about her. She is, I don't know, she's just violent. 
She has no... She's like a little Vladimir Putin. You know what I mean? She has no respect for others. She wants what isn't hers. And she's not taking no for an answer. I'm like Biden, just an old guy that lives in our house, doesn't really know what's going on. My wife, on the other hand, she's she's Zelensky. She knows exactly what's going on with Putin. She's fucking tuned in. She tries to tell Biden, but Biden's just like, oh, whoa. <laughs> what? The, I just, all I want to do, I just want to drink Ovaltine and sleep. That's me. That's me in the house. Whereas my wife's like, no, we need, we need to stop Putin. And I'm like, sweet. Like, even today, when Russia <laughs> launched rockets, clearly landed in Poland. Biden's like, no, it wasn't Russia, mate. And you're like, hey, who was it, Joey? You know what I mean? Um, but that's me in the house. I'm the Biden in my house. I just don't have a clue. My wife, Zelensky, and the baby is Putin. Like we said, we're listening. Especially over, over like the little tablet, the wee Amazon tablet that Holly has. She's she's four, coming five. Loves to read tablet. Watches the show on it. It gives us peace. You know, we give her the tablet and we maybe get, I'd say, 20 minutes to just do a day's worth of chores in those 20 minutes. Give her the tablet. We go put a wash on, do a dishwasher, you know, clean the work surfaces, take a dog out for a walk, feed him, groom him, whatever you need to do. Dust, hoover, the works. We need we have a 20 minute window. So we're like a fucking, we're like a team. We're like a team of Qataris building a football stadium. Do you know what I mean? We have that we have far too little time to do a massive task and we just have to fucking manage it before the child comes down, the Saudi prince and king and just executes us all you know fuck that and then obviously Putin's just in her cot at this time but she just goes there like so the tablet Holly of the tablet many Putin will just go over to her and be like no I don't know what she, she, she goes nah and Holly's like nah go away many Putin's like nah and she's like no and then she just does this thing double arm swipe bashes her and then goes to bite her and then she's like I just have to give the tablet and then Minnie Putin just fucks off to our room watch doesn't even know how to watch things just sits on it and batters fucking the top of it just plans attacking Ukraine which is my 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 eldest daughter she's a fucking nightmare don't know what to do with her so if she's well, well, the only time you get in life peace from her is when she naps and she's stopped fucking napping now I don't know what to do I just think my point is in my head I want to have a nice, quiet Christmas, but I know it's going to be a fucking disaster. Now, what I am doing, I'm programming little social events in because I have been over the last couple of years, like most people, very antisocial. I've got used to being at home. I like being at home, but again, I like it whenever kids are in nursery, wife's at work. That's the time. Just me and my dog. And then it's 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 a peaceful time. But whenever your friends are wanting to do events and things, you think to yourself, oh, could I be arsed? And a lot of times it's no. And it's not not a slight to your mates. You love your mates. You, you would love to see them. But it's all the hassle and rigmarole that goes with that. You need to... Because of COVID, you're used to just kicking about in your sweats. Like, even today, I'm wearing this. This is a yoga jacket. You know, and it's just... It's the ultimate piece of clothing that I own. I love it. It's functional. It's flexible. It's sexy and it's stylish. But also very soft and comfy. If I'm going out, I have to wear more uncomfortable. I'm wearing shorts. I've got luminous. Look at this. Look at these babies. Luminous yellow shorts. Because I'm just a chill guy. I'll, I'm oh no. I'm built for just chilling in the gaff and, and going to your mate. It becomes a struggle. Like during COVID, you're sitting home drinking pints of gin. Life's good. You know what I mean? During that first lockdown, people are like, what was the best time of your life? Me, first lockdown, mate. Why? Because I didn't have to work. I was just in the house. I only had one kid. Yes. And life was just simpler. You know, you could go for your wee 20 minutes walk in the day, your bit of exercise. Then you're home. You're just ordering stuff flat out on Amazon. 
you know, it's great. Your wife's like, what have you got today? And you're like, I just got sticky back, double-sided cell tape. Why? Why the fuck not, hey? I'm living my best life. I have cash coming in and nothing to spend it on. Now, I wasn't a full-time comedian at that point, so... You know, I knew I knew what money was, but nowadays I'm like I'm just I can't, I can't. But I like being home, you know. But I'm trying now to like filter myself back to normal life again. I'm, I've got social events in the calendar. I've got um, the modest beer tasting afternoon, which is going to be a lot of fun. Myself and three friends are going to that to support our man Chris with the gig. And and, and it's it's two o'clock to half six now. In reality, I'm I'm clogging out for the day. You know what I mean? I'm saying to my wife and my kids. Fuck you. <laughs> it sounds so sly. In a roundabout way, I'm saying, fuck you, daddy's going out for Christmas pints. And that's what it's going to be. Although it's the 3rd of December, it's still Christmas pints. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm going to be off the back of the Pugs Christmas special, which, by the way, tickets will be on sale now. Have I got a treat for you guys? I'm just going to segue back into the story about Christmas. But 1st of December, Pugs Comedy Club, we have our last show of the year. That's us done for the year. Probably not be back to February or March time because that's we take a wee winter break. It's going to be loads of comedians. It's going to be so many comedians. It's The tickets are £15. You're going to get your baladas. There'll be drinks offers. It's going to be tremendous and festive. If you want to get into the festive spirit, 1st of December, Pugs Come. Not very many tickets because we're doing something pretty spectacular. It's just going to be a lot of fun, a lot of festive Christmas fun. I'm actually going to have to get on the Pugs and be like, make sure your decorations are up. I'm not having a festive celebration in a room that's barren. No, thank you. So that's a side note. Tickets for that in the bio. So back to what I'm doing. I'm trying to get social again. That's where I'm I'm trying to move towards because I feel like, you know, sometimes do, with doing this as a job, you, the lines are blurred between what's your social life and what's your job. So some people go to work. They do like I've been there. I've done the done the office job, and that's why sometimes I find it mental that this is my job now. You know what I mean? Like whenever I was working in the office, I'd have gone in. I'd been fucking stressed all day. You've loads of pressure, loads of work, blah blah blah. You're dealing with stuff for people. It's a fucking nuisance, and you're stressed out, and you come home. Whereas whenever I come to to work, I'm here, and I'm just talking shit with Mickey Bartlett, for example, or. You know, I'm going out to do a gig. I'm standing in front of people. I'm telling silly stories about how much I hate my life. And people are laughing. Like, there's, it's enjoyable. You know, it's an enjoyable job. And I love it. And I'm so grateful to be able to do it. But sometimes you forget that, hey, it is your job. So I have to then step out and try to be social. And that's what mindfulness is about, guys. You need to make more time for yourself. You know what I mean? Do I think getting into freezing cold um, shipping channel at Helen's Bay at 4.30 in the morning is going to improve that? No. I think staying in bed till 8 o'clock is probably better for him. Having a warm shower, probably better. You know, like a, a cold shower puts me in bad twist and it makes my, my you know, it, it makes me uncomfortable. I, I don't like it. It makes puts me in bad twist because I'm all cold and uncomfortable and if anybody walks into me trying to have a cold shower, I, I'm a bitch. I don't know why I turned super camp. I'm a bitch. You come in and I'll fucking tell you how it is. I fucking cut the skinnier bone. You know what I mean? Fuck's sake. Sound like psychic Glenn there. Glenn, if you're listening, what about this impression? How does it sound to you? Dave, I'm telling you, fuck's sake, Dave. Do you like that, Glenn? There we go. So I, I don't know whether that's an impression of, of of my close friend, psychic Glenn, or whether he's used his magical powers to control my mind. Either or, I would believe it. But I think it's important to do that. As a guy, let shit stress him out. I think it's important to 
prioritise things. And for me, the big thing was to get the big shows out of the way. So to get Ulster Hall out of the way, because it was, it was a stress, you know what I mean, getting ready for that. So since then, I've been able to plan for stuff going forward. It's exciting. Life's good. We, and as Eminem says, his mum makes shitty spaghetti and you die when you're old. There you go. That's an Eminem quote for you. Put that in the calendar. You know, stick that on your wee well wellness. You know, you die. There you go. Every day, every day on your wee. If David did a wellness calendar, you die. Do something fun. You die. Do something fun. Get over it. Move now. Don't do. Don't do tomorrow what you could do today. You don't do that. But in a serious note, I have like muted people that annoy me, and life is zen. You know, I've taken more time to try to get to bed early. Zen. If there's something I want to do, for example, if I'm like worried about something work related, if I'm like, oh no, I'd like to do this, but I'm scared to just do it. Fire the email off, send the DM, fucking reach out to people, try and make it happen, you feel better. Now, with that being said, give me two weeks, run up to Christmas. Once I block record these pods and they're going out, you'll see a different side of me. I'll be back to mental, Davey, again, stressed out about something, because life always gives you stress. You know what you need to do that? Turn the page and realise you die. That's the advice that I'm giving you. But from a place of enjoyment, and hey, let me talk about the gig in the courthouse. Everybody knows I love banger. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Until I die or get put out by paramilitaries, I'm going to stand over it and say I love the city of banger. Whenever I was struggling with things, I was a bit pissed off. I um, was like, fuck, should I be doing this? Should I be at this? Do people want to see me? I was doubting myself. Now, I've recalibrated and I'm I'm fucking riding the... I don't know what, what do you ride like that? The skis? I'm riding the skis down the slope of victory, right? But for a while it was touch and go. wasn't feeling great about things. Ulster Hall didn't sell as well as I'd hoped. Um... The series wasn't picked up, and I was I could have just gone off oh, bollocks, but I went, nah, I'm fucking, that's career forward. I was unsure whether to do the courthouse. I was like, do people really want to see me? You know, do people want to come to this show? Um, I booked one, one show and thought, you know what, we'll take a risk. We'll go and we'll see. I would just like to play the courthouse. It's a venue in the home city. It's just literally 10 minutes down the road from where I live. I would love to be part of it. I did it. And was blown away to find out that my tickets had sold on pre-sale the first day they went out. All gone. Bingo. Chuffed. Chuffed I was. And it made me go, right, okay. This is, you know, maybe maybe there is a bit of a demand here. Nice. You know, I was going to do a second show and I thought, you know what, we'll just keep it at the one. We'll just keep it at the one. We'll keep the excitement up. We'll not fucking get into the whole come to my show, come to my show, because I, I don't like that stuff. I'm not good at it. I'm too old for it. I just want to put on a good show, and I had the time of my life, really did. So big thank you to anybody that came to the show in the courthouse. Like I said, it was filmed. I'm delighted with that. It's hopefully going to be cut together and put into a special and popped on the Patreon before Christmas with any luck. But, you know... I'm delighted with it, and it was a lot of fun. And again, the differences between that I have noticed between that show and Ulster Hall for Toxic, little behind the scenes things, right? Little, um, little, little, a little peek behind the curtain. When it came up to Ulster Hall, I had played Ulster Hall before, so I did it last December. Enjoyed it a lot, right? It was a great time. I put a lot of pressure 
on myself to this to this one. So the first one sold, I think maybe eighty five percent. I was happy enough for that. Um, this time didn't sell as well. So for me, the last time was a class show. I thought I really loved it. Um, thought it was a good show. Enjoyed the night. Went out for pints afterwards. Stayed at a hotel. Made a big fuss about it. Celebrated the victories. You know what I mean. This time. I kind of booked it again before it even played the first time. I put all my eggs in the basket of if this doesn't sell out, it's a failure. And that was my mind going into it. It was like, if this doesn't sell out, I failed. So it didn't sell out automatically. I failed. I had no plans to you know, go out afterwards, to no plans to like market, no plans to celebrate it. I just kind of was like, right, we'll do it. We're not staying. It. We're just going to do it. We're going to go home work bish bash bosh I bought myself a stupid top to wear which is stuff you probably don't think about you're like I just throw no I bought myself a new top for it and it was like a mixture it was like a shirt shape but it was made of wool far too hot too short people are like underneath same thin like that from I went on stage which by the way PA didn't work that's another story for another day walked on stage felt uncomfortable forgot a bit during it that played in my mind the entire way through the set. When I finished, I was raging that I forgot a bit. I was uncomfortable the whole way. Didn't like it. Went backstage raging. I thought to myself, why the fuck did I do this? Why do I bother doing this shit? What a fucking waste. Of what an embarrassment that was. Now, straight away, my wife came into the, the dressing room and was like, that was great. And I was like, you were saying that because there are people here. She went, no, no, it was great. I actually said to her, listen, can we go into the the bathroom? And she went, no, I'm absolutely not sucking. I mean, no, 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 nothing. I just need to get away from people, just you and me for a second. Uh, so I went in and I said, listen, was it okay? And she was like, no, it was great. And I was so lost in the fact that I was uncomfortable. The PA didn't work. The I forgot a bit that I thought was one of the best bits that I, fuck, I didn't enjoy it. And then I just went home. You know what I mean? So it was... No matter what, right, looking back on it, I've played the Ulster Hall. That I should be celebrating that, but I didn't. And I just got I kicked the balls, didn't like it, was down about it. But then the messages started coming in from people. People were tagging me on social media. People were in my DM saying they loved the show. It was great. And I, that lifted me out of being miserable to go like, hold on. When you're putting on a show, you're always striving to be perfect. You always want to be perfect, but you're never going to be perfect. You're only going to be as good as you can be. And... I didn't feel I was as good as it could be in that night. And thankfully, on Friday at the courthouse, I said to myself, look, we're getting it filmed. I know the show inside out now. It's a good show. With hindsight, the best show that I have done. I know everyone says, oh, it's the best show I've done. I believe this is my, bits and pieces, is my best show to date. Um, I went in, the audience were amazing. They were up for it, they loved it, and I loved it, you know, and I had fun. And I said to myself, listen, afterwards, whatever happens, we're going to go for a pint. So... Um, again, my sort of when I finish doing it like an hour show, I'm always a little bit like fucking wired, you know. I'm always amped up. I'm always got the adrenaline going, so I always like to have a period uh, after a gig where I'm like just sitting in the dressing room to just decompress, dry off because I get sweaty. Let's be fair, you know. I like to just stab myself, change the t-shirt, get myself ready, you know, go out again because again you are fucking wired. And it was nice that even before the gig we had, you know, it was being filmed. And it was being filmed by, by Fossey and Georgia, who are, are great, you know, good friends of mine as well. So it was nice to have them there just enjoying the crack. They were setting up the cameras. We got pizza. Butler was doing support. It was just a fun vibe about the place. The open house guys, 
I cannot speak highly of. You know, I think what open the Open House Festival has done for Bangor and for Northern Ireland generally, can't speak highly enough of them. What they've done with the courthouse in Bangor is amazing. They've a premier, premier, premier. I can know a premier. I don't know why I'm saying premier. <laughs> I don't know. I just turned into a deaf guy. I'm kind of premier. No, they have a premier space now in Bangor, and it's brilliant. It's great to see the bar, and it's nice as well. It's just a good space. You know what I mean? There's lots that I can see doing there, and I will hopefully do something there again soon because it was amazing so hopefully you guys will enjoy that again I wore stuff I wore stuff that I was comfortable in I didn't wear a stupid new outfit that I'd never worn before I went for a tried and trusted jacket jeans nice t-shirt enjoy myself because that's the main thing you can't be funny or give a performance if you don't feel comfortable and that's how I was like fuck I just want to be and I did and it was a great time loved it so again thanks to everybody that came um, I'm delighted to have bits and pieces in the can. I am going to tour it, I think, next year to the main, the mainland. I'm going to travel across. I'm going to breach the sea border, and I'm going to go over to the mainland. And then I'm going to breach the land border, and I'm going to go down to the free states, the free 26. I'm going to do gigs there as well, I think. But it's all good, and I'm... Feeling great, and you're probably going, what a fucking boring podcast. Hey, you know what? Well, I'll be down again. Enjoy me while I'm high. I'll be low in no time. But for now, feeling great, you know? And again, the show I did with Glenn, Lesser Spooked Ulster, great response to that. Still on the iPlayer. Go and check it out. So thanks if you enjoyed that. Hopefully, we'll get to investigate more. Because again, the response we've had, that's been lovely. So thank you everybody that's watched that. Um, it's been a good time. And you know what? This is life, guys. We're coming into the festive season. The world is good. And let me just double check here. Uh, um, right, okay. I've just got word from Modest that there are only seven tickets as of now left for... Um, for the 3rd of December just got word there I asked how many tickets 7 and for anybody that, that can do maths that's not a lot of tickets you know not a lot at all so let's hope that if you just want to come I'll be there I'll probably be drunk I'll probably scunder myself but it'll be worth seeing come and do it Um, let's see there you go happy days it's all good in the hood it. So what we shall do now is bounce into some listeners' questions. Shall we? Shall we bounce into some listeners' questions and just have a nice time today? Just enjoy the podcast. Oh, that's what I will say before we bounce into questions. Guys, we may or may not, don't know, it's not 100%. We might, I'm, I'm open that ear. Uh, ears are open. But maybe we'll be making a few podcast changes going forward next year. We'll see. We're looking at it. But... If you like the podcast and you listen to it, subscribe to it wherever you do, please. Whether that be on YouTube or on um, iTunes or Spotify or whatever, hit the subscribe. Because if we do change maybe the name or the look, not saying we will, might do, uh, you'll be subscribed to it and you won't miss it. Subscribe to YouTube as well. All right, all the links just on the video. So please do that. It'll help massively. We're trying to grow this podcast. We're trying to make it more fun. I'll get more guests on. I'll mix it up. It'll be a lot of fun but just subscribe wherever you do it, please. Um, okay, let's...
buck on into the listeners' questions. Um, Ashley Coyle has said, if you were an I'm a celeb, what would your luxury item be? Ooh, here's the thing. Like, I like I'm a celeb, right? It's a, it's a good show. Haven't really got into it this year because being a busy guy, you know what I mean? Just being out, just being out working, you know, just hustling for the kids, man. That's all I do. I just hustle for my kids. And that's what, that's what I've been at. Um, and it's all good. You know, it's all good. In the hood, we're hustling, we're making things happen. It's all gravy. You know what I mean? But I like I'm a celeb. But my luxury item, if I wanted to be a nerd, I'd be like probably my notebook and a pen. Because, you know, you get material out there. You would. But I think um, probably a big fuck-off knife, you know, so I could just break things, cut things, or just, you know, threaten people. I think that would be the main tool. I would be like, listen... I want your dinner. I'm sorry. I want it. I've eaten mine. Still hungry. I want your dinner. And they're like, well, it's my dinner. Got this big match it. You know what I mean? This big machete. I'll take your hand and I'll eat it too. I'll damn you. I'll cut you up and I'll damn you if you don't give me that food. So the luxury item would be a big fuck off knife or a samurai sword, which is weird. Northern Ireland is a country with too many samurai swords per head. Like there are people here that... There are people in Northern Ireland that don't need samurai swords, that have samurai swords. Do you know what I mean? There are far too many people who get killed by samurai swords that don't make sense. Like, a man was murdered today. Has he was decapitated by the samurai? Why do we have them? And who goes to their house? You know what would really set off my fireplace? You know what, you know what would set off my fireplace, Jackie? If I had a big fuck-off samurai sword above it, because I'm so indoriental and all, I'm so indoriental culture, so I'm all, fuck's sake, I play Tekken, Put a samurai sword on the wall. Stop having samurai swords. Anyway, but I'm a celeb. Yes, that's what I will say. I watched like the first episode before Matt Hancock went in. Now, Matt Hancock, quite rightly, is causing a bit of a debate over I'm a celebrity. People are like, he shouldn't be fucking in there. He shouldn't be in. He's a bastard. He. He presided over one of the worst times in fucking the world's history. He's he's a health secretary and thousands of people die. He shouldn't be in there. But if you're the producers, like people will watch that. You know what I mean? People will enjoy it. And here's the thing: people are shocked by him being an arsehole. Let me just give you a quick news flash. You do not get to that level of a Tory government. You don't be that high up in the Conservative Party and not be a cunt. You know what I mean? It's impossible. You don't get that elite level and not be a total prick. Hey, look at Reese Mogg. If ever there was like, make a, make a Tory, Mogg. Make him, Mogg him. Mogg, that's, that is the antithesis of a, of a, would you imagine a Tory bastard would be? Do you know what I mean? And then you look at Hancock, gross wee fucking wet rag of a man, you know? He's like, He's in there, you're like, is it? Is he a celebrity? Nah, he's a politician. Is he, you know, he's grossly negligent, let's face it. You know, let's, is, a lot of people died on his watch as secretary, you know, as health secretary. Now, is that, facts are facts, you know what I mean? And I feel like the people are never going to warm to him because of what he's done. And this is another thing. Politicians, stop doing that. You know, use your hands, use your point, go see you. Not this. No, 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 no. But people... 
hate him and he's doing all the Bush Tucker trials. You know what I mean? Every single last one because people hate him and that's proven to be entertainment. You know what I mean? But I feel like it's never going to stop. Like people will not be happy unless like he's eaten by crocodiles. Unless they murder him. Unless he's eaten by crocodiles and murdered, people are not going to be happy with what happens to Matt Hancock. You know what I mean? Like uh, Atten Deck will be like, well Matt, today for the Bush took a trial, what you need to do is be eaten by fucking alligators. Eaten by the fucking alligators, man and caught you prick. Well, that's what you need to do. You need to put your hand in the alligator's mouth so you can fucking eat it off, you bastard. You know? That's the only way people are going to be happy. And see if I was, if I'm a PR guy, right? I say I'm Matt Hancock's PR guy. I'm like, listen, you want to go in here to clear your name. You want to go in here so people are like, he's just one of us. That's never going to work. You know what I mean? They want him to go in and be like, listen, you're just a man of the a people. Let's just go in there. Like, whenever they sat him down, they're like, listen, you had, like Chris Moyles or somebody, I don't know who it was, said to him, but as, on top of, like, breaching all the lockdown rules, which, you know, you were responsible for enforcing, you, you had an affair, and he was like, hey, you know, I just fell in love. I, I just fell in love. I'm, ju- I'm just a, a person who has, his feelings are human. I fell in love. If I was him, I'd be like, don't go down that road. The stuff you're saying there, don't like it. It's a wee bit gay. Don't be, you know, going, I'm in love. Don't. Don't be at that. You know, don't. If I'm him, I'm like, go the opposite. Lean into it. When they're like, hey, but you had an affair. You had an affair. Imagine Hancock goes, you know, I, I, I did, but, you know, don't don't hate the player. Hate the game. You know, and then their retort would be something like, but you're an AMP. And then he should say, yeah, a PIMP. <laughs> I don't know what you've heard about me, but uh, <laughs> the public ain't getting a dollar out of me. A lot of people died because of uh, COVID-ID, because I'm a motherfucking PIMP. That'd be classic. That would get me to res- the, I would have respect for Hancock if he did that. If he's just like, listen, yeah, that's it. He goes up to the bush. <laughs> he goes to the bush Tucker trial, like in in order to feed the camp, Matt. What you need to do is put your head in here with a bunch of fucking snakes. With a bunch of snakes who have had no fucking venom taken out of their teeth. And he's like, ah. okay, Hancock should be like, hey, nah, fuck that. I'm happy to let these bitches go hungry. I don't care. You know, I don't care. I've let the whole fucking country go starving. What's a couple of fucking D-list celebrities going to be to me, eh? Fucking right. Hancock should be a baller. You know what I mean? He should just be a baller. And he should he should retort to it. What he should do, he should he should team up with Boy George. Because no matter what, Boy you can turn Boy George. You know, you can turn him into your, you'd be like, Boy George might be like, I don't like my Hancock. You can you can get Boy George on side because he's devious. Let's not forget, Boy George handcuffed the dude the radiator and just kept him there. Boy George has got a wee sinister side. If I'm Hancock, I t- team up with Boy George. I want a double act that would be Hancock and George. You know, Hancock and Boy. Bingo. There's the double act that you want to see. I'm all for it. So you know what, guys? Let's let's vote for Hancock. You know, Han- Hancock and George, the detectives of the fucking undergrowth. You know, support them. Go for it. Um, let's. Uh, the next question is from my man Sam Tiste. 
And he said, what are your thoughts on Beamish Stout? Or for those who speak English, Beam Stout. Um, one of my mates tried to say it was better than Guinness. And I was like, fuck's sake. Uh, then I went to the courthouse in Bangor. Again, wonderful spot. And drank it. And it was great. And I was like, fuck's sake. Because he was right. Now, here's the thing. After my show on Friday, I had a, I had a Beamish. And it was nice. Now, that's, there's no issue with Beamish being nice. I'm all for Beamish being nice. Is it as good as Guinness? In my opinion, not, no. And I mean this because Guinness, you can get good Guinnesses, bad Guinnesses in between Guinnesses. Um, but the Guinnesses you get in Fealties and Bangor, that's the taste supreme. There's no Guinness in the world as good. So for me, I had a Beamish in the courthouse. I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I it was great, the nicest Beamish I've ever had, wonderful. But then I went up the road to Fealties and I had a few of their Guinnesses. And I mean, tears were brought to my eyes. Like, I don't think I will be as happy this year as I will be around Christmas when I have a fucking roasted ham sandwich. I eat that, I walk down the street to Fealties, I meet my mate and I have a fucking Guinness there. That's what I'm most looking forward to this Christmas. And it's fair, your mate was right, but... Nothing beats that Guinness. Um, let me have a look. Uh, Naomi has a question that says, "On today's net, things you never knew, things you wish you never knew, never knew, things you wish you never knew." Don't know what's wrong with me. I have too much coffee. Um, okay, I imagine this will be about a guy that's like lost a fucking turnip up his hole or something. Let's see. Oh well, hopefully not. No, people are left terrified after learning the alarming reason the chainsaws were invented. Well, I'll tell you what I'm keen to find out. The reasons why chainsaws were invented. I assume to cut trees, because you've seen them with lumberjacks. You cut down the trees, and then they chop the wood. I would assume that is what chainsaws were invented for. Let's have a look. People are learning the frightening reason chainsaws were first invented and it's unlikely to make you feel any more comfortable around what is already a quite menacing tool. Yeah, I mean, Leatherface is kind of made, has made it a wee bit uncomfortable for people. Let's see. Um, there's a picture of a dog here, which, listen, I love dogs, but also it's an advert that's getting in the way of me being able to read this, and I don't, and I don't like it. So, guys, little cat people, don't be ruining the story. Um, chainsaws already have a pretty frightening representation. Representation of reputation. Um, the horror classic, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, being one of the first things that spring to mind. And after looking into the history of chainsaws, it's unlikely you'll find much ease um, with its original purpose being almost unspeakably horrific. A conversation about the original purpose of chainsaws recently arose on TikTok on those pings at it again, where user shared footage of herself before and after discovering why chainsaws are invented. Although you might reasonably presume such saws were originally made to chop wood, oh no, sadly it's as far from the truth. Um, the tool was in fact made in the 19th century. Wow. To cut through a woman during childbirth, I did, did not expect that. As an aid in the highly dangerous procedure known as a symphysiotomy. Oh no, this is gross. A symphysiotomy is now outdated medical procedure whereby a woman's pubic symphysis 
and joint holding the pelvis together is severed so the birth canal can be widened during labour. Wow, the the procedure was initially performed. My stomach is feeling. The procedure was originally performed using a sharp knife, which proved to be very messy and slow. Oh my god, that is fucking horrific! Like childbirth isn't bad enough. Like literally, a a human. This is the most fucking. A human is shoved out your vanny, and your vanny's not big enough. They're gonna cut your legs. Oh. In the year 1780, those guys in 17... Oh my God, it's so horrible. Two Scottish doctors, John Aiken and James Jeffrey, which is true, it's not... There's an, It's Jeff with an R-A-Y, Jeffrey, wanted to improve upon this method. According to the website Chainsaw Guru, and so invented a teethed tool with a rotating blade powered by a hand crank. Oh my God. At this time, the chainsaw would have been relatively small, around the same size as a kitchen knife, it proved to be successful in improving the chances of survival among mothers and babies, but left mums with lifelong health concerns. Yes! You're cutting their private parts with a chainsaw. The TikTok user was so horrified after learning this gruesome historical fact that she uploaded a video of her expressions before and after reading it. Others who previously had no clue that this part of medical history existed were left equally sickened. One person shuddered. No, I thought it was for torture, but it's worse. I mean, yeah, that's not something that I expected, to be honest. I was assuming it was for cutting wood or for deforesting bushes or just a very early era lawnmower 4.0. But that is... Um... Cheers, Naomi. You've sent me some stuff over the years. Some stuff's made me feel uncomfortable. Nothing has given me an actual knot in my stomach like that. So started this podcast buzzing. Now I'm going to be sick. Um, Chris Rezia said, what do you make of folk that put up their Christmas decorations up this early? Um, you know what? Usually hate it, obviously, because it's fucking weird. Like people, November's not Christmas. You know, November, it's December. Wait till at least the 1st of December. I'm popping mine up on the 3rd this year because if it falls over the weekend, then it's easier. But... Definitely don't do it in November. It's weird. It's weird to go directly from Halloween to Christmas. I feel like it takes away the 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 excitement and the joy of Christmas if you put it up too early. And it's horrible. Absolutely horrible thing to happen. Um, and that's it. I think people need to look, fucking take a look at themselves. Yeah, maybe over COVID when life was miserable, you can do it, but definitely keep it to... And I'll be honest, on Sunday there, I felt a little bit festive. I was home with the girls, and Catherine was working, and I just, for whatever reason, the house felt festive. It was good atmosphere about the place. I was very tempted, because the Christmas film that we always use to start Christmas in our house, and you're probably like, it's not that, is is the animated Grinch. Holly loves that shit. And like but the problem with the animated Grinch is, when she starts watching it, It'll be on several times a day. It'll be on for until Christmas is over. It'll be on to the new year. So I don't want to let her start to watch The Grinch in November. So basically what I'm saying is I'm being akin to The Grinch. You know, because my heart is two sizes too small. And that's just the way it's going to have to be. Because I don't want to have a weird kid either. Who just fucking watches The Grinch in November and goes to school. No, it's like it's Christmas. No, it's not. It's not. 
get a life. You deserve to be bullied. If you're celebrating Christmas in November as a child, you deserve to be bullied. You know, if, if Holly came home to me and was like, I got bullied because I'm celebrating Christmas, I'd be like, yeah, and here's another slap for you. I have one of those. You eat gimp. Wait to December. Um, and Aidan has said, have you seen the picture Bret Hart drew of his dad beating up Bin Laden? No, I haven't. But what I will say is the fact that a man in his 50s or 60s now, the hitman may be, is drawing a picture of his dad in heaven beating up Bin Laden. I don't know whether it's like the forbidden door has been knocked in between heaven and hell there that Stu Hart is fighting Osama Bin Laden. That's assuming Bin Laden is in hell. Here's the thing. I don't know what his religion states, you know. From all, from my, my limited knowledge of that, I would assume he is, you know, having a massive orgy with a lot of virgins. That seems to be the selling point of, of suicide bombers and things. You know, that seems to be it. But, you know, maybe Stu Hart's knocking on that door and calling them out in the middle of the orgy, being like, Bin Laden! Do you know what I mean? So, who knows? But I haven't seen the drawing, but I enjoyed that question. And you know what? I've enjoyed this episode. It's been fun. Sometimes a solo podcast can be a slog. Today, it was a treat, guys. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Like I said, if you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you get the podcast to, to my YouTube, um, to the Spotify, Apple. That way that if we do make any changes, you just won't know, you just won't lose access to the podcast. You know what I mean? You'll still be on it. You'll still be able to access it. You'll still get it every Thursday. We'll keep the dates and all the same. But anyway, guys, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Take care. And I'll see you next week. Bye. I'm the slack guy.